everybody and welcome back to the long play club this is chapter two of metal gear solid i'll be your host today my name is christian buckley uh, i'm joined by the long play club beginning with omar nakri hello omar omar hey what's up i'm here again back at it thank you for bringing me back uh i am a twitch streamer mm -hmm. and i am excited about metal gear solid and mm -hmm. i'm excited to be here mm -hmm. what's up fantastic uh kevin how are you doing oh you know big chilling hanging out youtube.com says playstation source all that good mm -hmm. stuff uh games cast as well you know i'm excited to throw out some things about this particular episode you mm -hmm. know some things went down in the playthrough we gotta talk about it so i'm very excited for that okay, okay. very excited and rounding out the long play club jack martin so you like computer games? <laughs> Hello. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at FascinatedJack. How you uh, doing? good, Jack. Uh, for the viewers out there, wanted to throw this out. Uh, Discord's having some issues today, so please bear with the the slight framiness. Uh, it's out of our control. Audio should be fine as well, and uh, we might be able to throw gameplay up for this episode too, so we'll see what happens. But uh, today we are continuing the deep dive discussion definitive playthrough if you will of metal gear solid here on the club uh part one has been posted it is on youtube.com joyclicks in a specific playlist going through metal gear solid one um kevin and omar are each streaming it on their individual outlets those are both linked in the description uh and yeah we're just gonna pick up where we left off uh last week we did everything up to revolver ocelot uh, saved right after, and this week we kicked off uh, leaving the armory uh, and everything up until Psychomantis. So, I'm uh, gonna hit play again on our discussion from last week. I don't know if we touched on this, but the Merrill call. Look on the back of the CD case. Did we talk mm. about this on the show? Briefly. I, think I did. Okay. I, I know. After the show? Actually, I know what happened. I think I brought it up, and then I think Christian asked if I called her. Because I think the way it was broken up, I don't think I was supposed to call her the first episode, but I did anyway. Mm -hmm. You know? Just to know where I was going next. Sure. Um, so I think that that's what it was. But I think it'd be more appropriate to talk about it here on this sure. one again. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we are all playing it in different ways, not originally intended. So for me, I had to look on the back of the PlayStation 1 Classic box, and a screenshot for Metal Gear Solid was Meryl's Codex Station. Uh, that's how I found it. I was able to, you know, get the whole thing there. Uh, Kevin, I think he's in the same boat. He touched on this with, uh, last week, right? Yeah, yeah. I Googled it, and then I was like, oh, wait, they're not joking about, like, it literally being on the back of the game case. That's crazy, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so I got it online, but then we were talking offline in the chat. I was like, wait, is it actually in the back of the classic box? And it is. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah, that's where it was. Uh, and Jack, you're on a PS3, so how did you go about finding this? Yeah, so I have the Legacy Edition version, which is essentially just, like, a digital code for... MGS1, um, and I, <laughs> it's probably somewhere in the manual, um, but I don't want to look, I just googled back of MGS1 case, because I already knew that it was there, mm. so that's how I found it. Very nice. Omar, how did you go about this 
Meta puzzle. Got the manual, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> it's the <a> PS2. <laughs> it's that PS2 re-release, so it's got. It doesn't have that on the back of the CD case or DVD case, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it's like on some page in there. They got all the codecs. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, did anybody have anything that stood out to them in the Merrill call? Because I thought it was just pretty, you know, exposition-ish. So. I think there was a horny line there, but I forgot what it was. Yeah, I think a good portion was of that there? call is pretty horny. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Is that what oh, they Oh, it was the... Um, is the, that the uh, one? The, there's the one bad one. Ladies have extra hiding places, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's later. That's later? Oh, it is later? No, yeah, that's in the bathroom. That's in the bathroom okay. where he's like, I like oh, your Oh, it is in the bathroom. Yeah. There's definitely... Oh, Wait, maybe a- Snake says... Otacon says something. something. I don't know. It, Yes, he does say it. I think okay. ar- around here, mm-hmm. he be a one. good yeah. girl, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. There's some, weird... <laughs> you know, what I'm saying 1998. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I have um some some choice quotes that I pulled at the uh, specifically oh, the bathroom scene later on. Um, <laughs> there's a little more than just this call, but uh. Yeah, like Kevin mentioned last week, the game is very horny. This week, uh, even more than last, mm-hmm. I think. And from memory, I feel like this is the most it gets throughout the first game. Uh, <laughs> we might have some more coming. We'll see. I, I don't know, but I feel like it's been escalating, you know. And we got two more after this, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I just... And I will get to it, but I feel like with Foxhound, there's a specifically I feel I think with Psycho Mantis and Cyborg Ninja, there's a, some more, some like sexual undertones with a lot of it. But I, I can't remember. I t- like well, there might be some stuff next week with the boss, but I, I don't know about the final group for memory. But uh, we can get to that later. So after Meryl does her whole thing, I went up and I got the Famas. Kevin, I, I know you got it last week, but did you guys go through the armory and pick it up again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I got it way later on. I didn't get it. Oh, here. interesting. I um, got it after, like, the Vulcan fight, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. I mean, I didn't use it much, mm-hmm. but I, I did get it because I remember Kevin saying yeah. he got it from the the inventory. Now, Kevin, do you how did you get through that laser grid? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Last night on stream, as of this recording, I know Omar was kind of a little bit stuck on there, but I don't know if it was like because I'm playing on easy. I forgot if Omar, you're playing on like a different difficulty than me. No, I am on easy too. I was just oh really? Up. Yeah. So, um, whoever I was talking to the phone said, "Hey, there's lasers here." So I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna do what I did last time and just go prone and just crawl under the, like." under all of them did that and then i died once in the mine field right outside um but then i was like okay like let me like think in like a in like a gamer way right how do i cheese this right because apparently there was some mine detector device that i did not have right so i was like okay i'm not gonna have that i don't know where it is i'm gonna try and just finesse this um so i just kind of hugged rocks <laughs> and i like would just travel from rock to rock and kind of just you know wiggle around the rock mm-hmm. and then I eventually just got through like the second time so okay yeah now, that part worked out guys, pretty, pretty easy did you guys have the thermal scope 
No. No. At all? Because that's... <laughs> no, not at all. So, I don't know where to find this. I had it. Because I, like, <laughs> the way I play games is, like, comb every corner of, like, every area. Mm-hmm. So, I found it. I don't know where, but it was in my inventory. So... And mm-hmm. um, I pulled it up, like, during the smoke um during like the laser part and it'll be like smoky and you can see the late they bounce up and down so i'm actually surprised that you guys because i had to time it to get through yeah so i'm pretty spi- surprised you guys made it through and in the mine section you can see the mines underneath the snow so the- oh, yeah. huh okay it it's funny i don't know where i heard this but i heard this a long time ago um specifically i did this first to get the famas and i thought you guys would have done this too i thought everybody knew about this like in your inventory, you have a couple items, right? Like Snake, he, especially at the beginning, he's like, I smuggled in my smokes. If you pull out the cigarettes and you equip the cigarettes and you're near the laser beams, the smoke from the cigarettes will reveal Genius. the laser beams. Oh, shit. Genius. So, so I knew about this. Okay. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's how I got the FAMAS. And I was like, that's weird Kevin didn't mention that last week. I, th- I thought it would have blown his mind that he could have used the cigarettes to make smoke to see through the lasers. Um, I don't condone smoking cigarettes under any circumstances, even in games. <laughs> N- neither does Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how I did it. And I did the same thing in the um, the tank hangar to get out to the Vulcan fight. I did uh, the, the cigarettes. I knew about the cigarettes. Um, I almost always try to Whenever I'm in doubt of a puzzle in Metal Gear, I always take out the cigarettes, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took them out Helps in, yeah, <laughs> the the um, the famous the famas. Uh, I used them there and just you know crawled under the laser. But I the hangar was puzzling me because the way the lasers come down, mm-hmm. you gotta time it right. And mm. I'm wondering, did you have the cigarettes equipped and was prone the whole time and like slid through perfectly? Because no. what I did is I like mm-hmm. I took first person mode and looked to the right of the screen, right of the hangar, and just to see like, oh, they're coming up now. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'll inch in the next one. <laughs> and Jesus then, Christ! Yeah, I was like just saying it super, super <laughs> wrong. Crazy. I mean, <laughs> I failed getting through even with the the smokes the first time because, or no, I got through the second time and then I I got the call and I was like, oh, I need the mine detector, so I went back. Um, and the mine detector was in the top right, I think, where I got the SOCOM last week. So, when I first got the SOCOM, it was in the exact same placement, I'm pretty sure. Um, which was interesting. But I, I did double back for it, and I went through the second time with the, the cigarettes. Um, for some reason, like, the depth was really weird for me. Like, I was having a hard issue parsing out which laser was the right one, and I, I triggered it a couple times, but, um... Yeah, I did have some issues with it a little bit. Okay, now I didn't I'm really even think you... to look back at like the the places like where you said you got the SOCOM. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think to look back there because I would have assumed that there would be no new inventory there. But did I guess the moving the mind put, put some new boxes there. No, yeah, I never got the get... mind detector. Okay, okay, wow. So Kevin, Christian, you got it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I went back for because okay. the call and said like you should yeah. use this, and I was like, oh right, I should have that. Where is it? And then I went to go look for it, and I found it. Yeah, I really thought that was impossible without it. Like, I, I spent, like, an hour before I got the mine detector on stream mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Just, like, oh. being like, ah. Oh, so, I, can yeah. the laser hit you in that hallway when you're going prone? Like, did I... 
just get like miraculously like super lucky yes and just went through that without even seeing it is is that what happened because you're a non-gamer i did not know that they were they were number one i didn't know that that the lasers were moving Mm -hmm. up and down yeah i straight just went prone and kind of just went and it was perfectly fine i think you're accidentally becoming a speed runner okay all right then (laughs) elite strat i called the master miller on the codec and he imparted some wisdom that i think applies to your situation he said trust your instincts as a soldier as a Mm. gamer (laughs) and that's what kevin did yeah mm. his instincts as dude a i kind of just went i was like all right cool i'm gonna go pro and i went yeah that's it. that's yeah. funny yeah during both those sections i died i think th- three times yeah one was one of the mines got me and the second time the tank killed no actually two times mm. yeah the mine killed me one time and then the tank killed me a second time and then that was it yeah Jack, I'm, I'm glad you brought that quote up because I also called Miller at one point um, and I don't know if he phrased it differently but on my call he said people who survive war develop a sixth sense to alert them of danger trust your instincts as a soldier, as a gamer I love that quote Yeah, <laughs> as a gamer <laughs> that was it's, good. it's one of those like press X to jump like very much breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. sort of quotes and I think it's hilarious mm-hmm. so one way or another, all four of us were able to get out to the canyon. Um, before I did, I was also able to grab a SOCOM suppressor, so that's been helpful for stealth. Um, I think that, w- that was in the tank hangar, so if anybody missed it, you can probably go back there and get it, because it's, it's actually helped me out a lot. Can you, uh, is can it you um, unequip reusable? it? It is reusable. It does not expire. Like, there's no... Uh, set uses on it, but I don't think you you can unequip it, Omar. It doesn't look like you can. Okay. Sorry. Right. Yeah, was... it, yeah, it's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on it seems right. useful, but I was a little bit disappointed at how weak my gun sounds now. Mm. But it's all right. It's in oh. the future. It'll be useful, I'm sure. Yeah. That's that's funny because well, like in later cutscenes, Snake in my game has the suppressor attached on his gun, but I don't have it. For Interesting. Um, so, um, maybe unless I haven't noticed it, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's funny. Omar, does the suppressor affect the rumble as well? You know, I did not notice. Uh, yeah, I'll have to think about that next time. All right. We'll talk about rumble later. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. So we get to the canyon and we get a call from a mysterious third party. Deep throat. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I put up a clip if you guys want to see that clip. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I was not. Yo, oh man, it was a good clip. I think, I think I tweeted this at you, but I would have loved to have seen that your reaction in like my high school history class, learning about Watergate. (laughs) The teacher's just like, yeah, yeah, Woodward and Bernstein, uh, you know, called called Deep Throat, and you just have Kevin in the back of the class. What? (laughs) Man, good times, yo. Good times, good times. So that was a good clip. Good clip. What was your read on that then, Kevin? Obviously, you think it's a horny game, and then there's this dude named Deep Throat. Uh, is it a dude? Is it a voice modulator? What do you think is going on? Uh, I have no idea. No. I have no. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we figure out. No, we don't. We don't figure out who he is in this one yet. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. In this part, I don't think we do. Yeah, we don't. Um, he seems. Wait, 
I think he is like observing me from a distance. I think he's 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 like aware of what I'm doing. I believe, and he's assisting me, if you will, like an invisible hand, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm relieved that uh, Saul Snake is also like, who are you? You know, again, mm -hmm. playing that role of like, you know, asking the questions that the player is having. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Funny name, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. So then we get to the next boss fight, Vulcan Raven. Um, what do we want to talk first? Do we want to talk about the character of Vulcan Raven or the mechanics of the fight? Because he has a fire quote. <laughs> What's the quote? It's like, what was it like? Like snakes don't belong in Alaska or whatever or something like that. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, nice, yeah. nice, mm -hmm. nice. I was like, that was a good one. Yeah, the banger uh, line. Does Vulcan Raven maybe not hold up? Yeah, I was just surprised. I don't know. I kind of—he uh, seemed a little—I don't know, maybe like a caricature or something. <laughs> I don't know. Talk, talk, you're talking. What you mean? Yeah, Elaborate. Just like, just like I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's, maybe he's a Kojima's got a, you know the weird idea about Native Americans and video games. I don't, mm. I don't really know. Mm. Mm. I know it was a different time. Oh, that's not really an excuse, but yeah. man, I will say, I used to think Vulcan Raven was pretty cool, and mm -hmm. now I'm like... Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny you say that, Omar, because whenever I thought of the group, I, I, like, I think Vulcan Raven has the best name, maybe. I like, I like the name a lot. And then, for some reason, the character always stood out to me as a member of Foxhound, even though it's not like my favorite, but... Yeah, absolutely. Going to the fight, it was just like, okay. I, like while he was in the tank, I was like, okay, this isn't bad. And then when at the end, when he popped out and he was like going off, and um, I think he was talking to Ocelot after Snake left, and he's like, he's like, okay, shaman. I was like, oh, right. Okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. So Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid, but. Yeah. As far as the fight goes, uh, did anybody face any difficulties? How how did yeah. it, you go across uh, finding out the puzzle of this one? So I knew the shaft grenades were uh, well. I, I my first instinct was shaft grenades. Uh, maybe I'll throw them off, but for some reason I still got hit after I threw a shaft grenade, mm -hmm. and then I was like, my brain was going crazy, being like, "What? I should win this." And then uh, I figured out like, okay, throw toss the grenades. But then I didn't realize I can just toss them onto the tank. I I kept trying to toss them in a way that, like, I was trying to predict the movements of the tank. So I was like, let me put it down there. And then right. uh, even if I predicted the movement right, it seemed like the grenade would not explode. You really have to get them on the tank. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. okay. But yeah. yeah like, I, I mean, yeah. Sorry, bud. Oh, I was going to say, like, I, I think I died a couple times. Like, last week I didn't die once. But, yeah, I died, like, 12, 20 times during this episode. But... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, what were you saying, Kevin? Yeah, no, like I just, I just hit them with the one two with the with the shafe and then with the regular grenade, mm -hmm. and then the yeah, then like eventually you just you know died. So mm -hmm. that one wasn't too bad at all. That was pretty easy. Yeah, um, I had called like pretty much everyone on the codec um, before like traversing to the tank, and then I think it was Merrill who said like blatantly like used the chaff grenades. So that's how I figured out like how to do that. Um, I don't think this was a particularly hard fight. It's actually like fairly easy because you basically just have to predict the 
um, like the range of fire of the machine gun. Mm-hmm. But like it's so clunky having to use like the D-pad to sort of maneuver, and then like what Omar was saying, like having to perfectly like toss and arc the grenade up onto the tank. And even if you get it on there, sometimes it like doesn't work. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's. I think it's the game sort of like not recognizing that like you did it properly, so it just takes a while. But yeah, eventually you get it. Yeah, I for a period of time at the start, I, I remembered and figured the shaft grenades, and I double checked on the codec, and Nastasha said the tank has Vectronics. I don't know what that is, but um, she's like, yeah, use them. And I was able to freeze it up, and I was like, oh, the gunner comes out. I should just like mow him down. Didn't work. Um, and then I tried explosives. I tried like C4 and like see if the tank would roll over it. But uh, at some point, I think I just might have thrown a grenade and then realized it wasn't working unless I like threw it near the the gunner. But um, yeah, most of the difficulty I found, Jack, you're right, came from like the controls and like maneuvering around the actual game. But um, yeah, that was the third, second. Yeah, third. I would like to mention one thing, because Jack mentioned he called Meryl, and we didn't talk about this, but I really do like, even if maybe it is probably horny, uh, I really do like the the Meryl codec call takes off the mask animation. That's it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. Like, the animation, the 2D art there is like, oh my god, this is so sick. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's it's a good moment. And the codex stuff, I, I like when they do that sort of thing. Like when they mess around with just besides the profile um, and like the mouth moving. But I, yeah, it's just I wish they did it more because like that moment is really good. I like it a lot, too. Whenever some of that happens, I always and then immediately think like, wait, how does the codec work again? <laughs> like, what's it doing? <laughs> but like, yeah, I agree that they should do more of those. They're awesome. Mm hmm. Yeah, like based on like the way they're acting, it looks like they can see each other, but it doesn't like they would have to have a video feed, which would make no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless it's like projected in your brain or something. I don't know. Yeah, sonar yeah. maybe. Wait, that's a know. really good point. The nanomachines, man. Yeah, because nanomachine. Oh, first nanomachines mentioned, I think, in this episode, right? Or was that um, the previous one? I think Um, I think they talked about it last time. I think... Okay. Naomi mentions like she gave snake nano machines in episode one, like when he's she's talking about his vaccine vaccinations and stuff. <laughs> I think, and then um, but this this week it is a solid mention about like how they're working a little bit. So, Kevin, are you gonna say something? I forgot. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Okay. Sorry. So the Vulcan Raven fight wraps up. Uh, he is now the third member of Foxhound we have seen with Revolver Ocelot being the first boss fight and a little tease of Psycho Mantis. Um, not dead. Do we think he's coming back? Kevin. Who? Uh, Vulcan Raven. Oh, okay. I don't think in this game, though. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be back in another game. Okay. I think. I think. I don't know how the timeline works. I don't know if like we're we're, we're, we're jumping a lot timeline-wise between mm-hmm. I think it's all 2, 3, and 4, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... But I feel like we'll see him again, but not in this game, probably. Probably not. No. Okay, interesting. Um, the only other thing that I wrote down about the end of the fight is um, Revolver Ocelot's name is Ivan. So I wrote down Ivan Ocelot. I forgot about that, too. Like, yeah. I... 
Yeah. Like, that, that, that stood out to me. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the, the biggest takeaway, I think, is that Liquid and uh, Ocelot are also, like, toying with Snake. Like, they're letting him get progress. Um, which is still... All according to plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, we get to our next area. Next portion of the base. The nuclear warhead storage facility. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, out the gate. New lore. No weapons here. Yeah. Doesn't really pay off at all. But, I mean, for me at least, it didn't. Do you have any issues with that, uh, Kevin, here? Or, like, um, anybody seeing you that you had to run away from or something? Uh, in this area, no. 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 Like, pretty much the first, I want to say, maybe, like, hour and a half of this whole section was pretty par for the course. I think once we get into, the, like, the layer sections where um, you get, like, the... I forgot what it's called, but, like, in COD, it's, like, the Valkyrie rocket, you know? Once you get to, I think, those sections where you got to use that, that's where I think I ran into some difficulties there. Mm-hmm. But this specific room, no, nah, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty par for the course. Okay, honestly, yeah, I died here a few times um, for some reason. I think I just got stupid about the cones and the the vision cones. Like, it just kept getting me. I don't know, Jack. Did you it's the cameras story? that that always get me. Those cameras yeah. always get me whenever I try to avoid them. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't figured that out quite right. Yeah, I forget that they shoot at you too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Um, I'm with Omar. Like this took me a couple tries to get through, even though it's it's not really that hard. But um, it's worth mentioning that I figured out how to do CQC in this playthrough. Very nice. um, Which I didn't like, just because you can choke people out and they just disappear. Like Mm -hmm. their bodies don't stay around and they don't like wake back up. Um, I didn't know that. So that. That was super useful. Yeah, so um, basically you have to sneak up like right behind them and like wait for them to be uh, stopped. And then you hold square and then you like rapidly keep tapping square. And then yeah. they'll be choked out. And then sometimes they drop ammo and stuff. So yeah, pretty useful. Pretty nice. Good to know. Um, Good to know. I'll throw two other tips out there. Uh, dealing with the cameras, I've found that when it's pointed like away from you like whatever direction you need to go in if it's pointing the direction you want to go in if you run up on the opposite direction where the cone isn't and then you stand right beneath it it won't see you when it comes back and then when it goes away you can just run straight away so there is a little bit of a blind spot beneath the camera and it's pretty generous um that's how i've been dealing with it okay so i technically just like hug the wall and wait for it to move Mm mm-hmm and then you can pass under it, right? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. There's it's not like a, it's not like a wall. It's like a, it's like a legit cone. How it works. Okay. Right. Because you you, that you can easily pass under. Mm-hmm. You would imagine with a real security camera, there is a blind spot like right beneath it. Like it can't look down because it's on the the oscillating yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and that maintains in the game's logic. But uh, the other thing I was gonna say for stealth, I again in the tank hangar before moving on, I found a box. Cardboard box. So that's been uh, helping oh. me out a little bit. What are those for? I haven't I haven't used them. I don't I assume maybe I'll need them later on, so I'm just keeping them around, but I don't know what they do, to be honest. So right now I have two. Do you have two as well? 
Yeah, I think I have A and B. I think is how they're labeled. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I have I have both A and B. So I haven't had a chance to test this out yet, but A and B are labeled. I think A is for the cargo. It says like two cargo, and that's like the area the tank is in. And then the other one is the warhead place that we're exploring in this episode. Now, I haven't tested out like if guards will be suspicious if there's a different box in a different place. But if you if you equip the box, he'll just hide under the box. And if a guard walks by, they won't do anything because they just see a box. Okay. Huh. Okay. All right. I did not know that. Okay. That's okay. Uh, okay. Huh. I'm huh. pretty sure that is the right question about the boxes being specific for each area. Yeah. Like I, I figured they'd be suspicious. You know, mm -hmm. if it was like supposed to be a, a box of equipment for one building and it's in this other building. Um, but thankfully, I haven't been in that scenario where I figured that out. Um, and yeah, Damn, but that'd be something like more cool. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. Okay, it's kind of cool. cool. It's kind of cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like mobile cover. You can walk with it on. So like you'll like cr crouch walk. It's fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, I, so like a turtle action. Okay, so like a turtle type thing. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. It's like I think it's like in Sly Cooper with the barrels. Essentially, sure. Yeah, you right. just like okay. walk around that barrel and jumping out. Yeah, getting people. Oh, we're we're gonna add something. Oh, I was gonna say. I think I think the. Cardboard box is as iconic as the bandana, if not more so for Snake. Oh yeah, I, I can't I figure agree. it out. It's hundred percent. He needs that box. Mm -hmm. it, it's. Uh, I think that's how they revealed him in like Brawl too, right? He <laughs> pops out of a box. It's so sick. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's nice also, Kevin, because if you go first person in the cardboard box, you can look out of like the handhold, so you can like see different stuff going on in the environment. Um, ah. Okay. So if you ever have to do any espionage at some point, good strategy. Gotcha. Um, and Omar, I also noted that this is the area where nanomachines are referenced because Naomi says she programs Snake's nanomachines to not be able to be used in this area. Yeah. Okay. That's that's crazy. If I was Snake, I'd be so pissed. Oh, he was. <laughs> he was very okay. upset. Yeah. Like, man, you can't mm -hmm. play with people's bodies like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's not what he signed up for. I don't no. know. Um,. And yeah, I think the rest of this is pretty much standard fare until we get to um, the Nikita, which Kevin mentioned, the missile launcher. So mm -hmm. yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, is this, this one? You're this one? At? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Oh no! Oh no! No, okay. no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one. This one took me a little bit. Okay. To get like, because it was mainly like trial and error. Like, okay, like where. Do I have to arc this? You know, um, like I didn't know that. Well, at first I didn't know that you have to go all the way down, make a make a left all the way around, make a right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and go all the way up and then go to the other room and wind the, all the way there to destroy the power box. Um, that took me like a few tries to like know exactly where I'm going because mm -hmm. they only like show you that box like once. And I wish like there was a way that you could, you know. There's, I think, like a glass window between where you enter from the elevator mm -hmm. and that room that you have to go to. I wish that, like, if you were up against the wall, or, like in first person view, it would 
like point you in that direction a little bit just so that you're aware okay like you know even though that cutscene is not gonna play again you can know where you're going towards um but yeah like i think that was a big thing and then that whole section like managing um my oxygen level and how much time i need to to spend in that area because like eventually you get the gas mask mm. in that area i don't know if you guys found the gas mask too but um it was like swapping between that and my key card to get extra things in the rooms and stuff like that so juggling that a little bit was kind of not like super hard but okay cool like i get what you want me to do here a little bit cumbersome you know but yeah so th this was the first part where i got into a little bit of like okay what do i need to do here you know but it sure. wasn't i had one moment maybe my first try on that where i was you know curved the nikita around into the panel box right to destroy the uh electric uh fence or whatever it was grid floor and uh as soon as i did that i got a game over because snake like died out he stopped breathing ah, damn. <laughs> it was kind of nuts nah. like uh i did enjoy though like i forgot that the bullet speed like gets so intense that you can't like control it so just snake snaking that bullet around yeah. in the yeah. in the in there was kind of fun mm -hmm. i don't know definitely frustrating though especially with the security cameras but uh yeah, yeah. jack did you have issues there at all um I was mostly calling Meryl to see what to do, because um, you get there and then you're met with like, the ele electric floor and the gas. Mm -hmm. And basically, anytime I enter a new area, I just call everyone on the codec. Um, and then Meryl's like, "Yeah, there's a, a rocket launcher on B1." Um, and then yeah, just went from there. I basically did what you guys were doing and just like left and right the missile so it like slow down and then snake it through um and then yeah find the gas mask but that's pretty much it wasn't wasn't too difficult probably took me like two three two three tries to do yeah so did all of you go directly to b2 or did you stop in b1 first because i similar to jack i was just going down like sort of progressive so i didn't feel like i was missing anything and i went to b1 first and it did a sweep and then i found the nikita there so um i had it by the time yeah, i got to the basement yeah same same yeah i I had by the time I got there. I thought what I had to do was B1. Then I just found the launcher and didn't see anything else to do. Then I went back to B2 and I was like, okay, cool. This was, yeah, this is where it's supposed to be. So. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to B1 first, I think, as well. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I went straight to B2 because that's, that's what Meryl told me. And then I right. her and she told me to go to B1. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is where we get a little interesting. Because after we get through this uh, little gas puzzle, um, we have our gas mask. We get to the the chamber that it's like a oxygen resupply or something, and the music cuts out, and you just hear sound effects. Mm -hmm. Love this introduction. Yes. Um, yes. Because you have like two interstitial rooms to go through, and it's just like you're sitting there, and you're like, Is, "Should I be worried?" <laughs> like, um, Kevin, if you enjoyed this, run me through what your thoughts were hearing those sounds oh no okay yeah so you going through the first rooms like, you're hearing the sounds okay what's what's going on then the second room opens up and you see a hallway of like blood and vibes ever it, it reminded me a ton of what in hindsight i kind of wish was in the remake it reminded me of the way ff7 uh the like og ff7 introduces sephiroth you sure. know what i'm saying 
where like you don't really ever see him that much in the first part of the game but you see like um i think it's on the ship when you're on the way to costa del sol i think right after remake ends like where where we go next i think it's on the ship where you see that like bloody scene in the bodies and all that from sephiroth like spoilers but um but that hallway reminded me a lot of that like i thought that was super super cool i was like yeah okay i like that mm-hmm. i like that a lot i like that a lot yeah super cool moment definitely for sure for sure big fan Swords. yeah Katanas. <laughs> yeah i i really like the hallway too because it, it's a fun little mystery you know it's like it keeps you guessing and then you get an immediate payoff on it but um Omar, how do you feel about the introduction of this next character, uh, the hallway scene going forward? Wait, are you thinking about Otacon? More, more Cyborg Ninja. Or? More Cyborg Ninja. Oh, okay. Uh, more Cyborg Ninja, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I think I think he gets a cool introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Cyborg Ninja, you know, I thought he was cool when I was a lot younger. And you know what? I still think he's pretty cool and badass. He's the... Uh, damn robot and he's that voice acting is awesome and Mm -hmm. man he just shows up and can i talk a little bit about his lines a bit later or uh oh yeah yeah because this introduces yeah the next the next boss fight the big lots of cutscenes, uh otacon's introduction as well we get more of that after the fight but um yeah cyborg ninja is the next chunk in any good shonen anime you have two protagonists and they always want to fight each other you know, they always want to cause pain. And this is just like that. Like, it feels really like uh, great uh, Cyborg Ninja and uh, Solid Snake are um, just, res- or maybe uh, formerly, I don't know, respected battle mates. And um, I really love how Cyborg Ninja is like, I need to feel alive again, cause me pain. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just does something for me it's just the coolest thing ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) honestly yeah very similar uh analysis to otakon just comparing to his japanese animation (laughs) yeah (laughs) i didn't mean to i didn't mean to be a weeb but look (laughs) otakon honestly i did say cyber ninja's introduction is the coolest thing ever but you know what i think otakon's actually way cooler Sure. Just think, I forgot he pisses his pants. <laughs> like, he gets so funny. Otacon's the like the like nerd dude, right? Yeah, the yeah, scientist. How? Yeah. Okay, him. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the uh, scientist. I mean, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I might jump too far. We can talk about Cyborg Ninja some more. Oh, what did you guys think? Um, go ahead, Jack. The, Give talk yeah. about Jack. Go ahead. Yeah. The the coolest part of Cyborg Ninja is like the mystery about him, because like he shows up way back in. Uh, for us, episode one. And he, I think he's like the most different of the characters we've seen so far. Like, we haven't seen any ninjas with swords popping, <laughs> popping up. Um, and then he just like leaves. He just is out of there. And then he comes up here and now he's talking about like knowing you in a way. And Snake's like, I have no clue who you are. And throughout that whole fight, it's like, how do you, how do you know me? He's like, the old solid snake wouldn't resort to this weaponry to to take me down it's like for us like the players who maybe didn't play older metal gear maybe Mm -hmm. it's like who are you talking about like this is the first game i have no clue who you are um so i think that's the coolest part about him is just sort of the mystique behind him and Mm -hmm. 
and still having like the mystery even after the fight. Mm-hmm. I I took your advice, Jack. This week I called everybody during fights uh, with bosses, and yeah. the one that stood out to me touching on last week because with the original Cyborg Ninja appearance, uh, I think the Armstech president was like Ask Naomi or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I called Campbell. And Naomi was on the call because I don't think she has her, a specific codec number. Not in the manual, uh, it's Naomi and Campbell are listed the same frequency. Okay, um, I think they're in the same room. That makes sense. Um, so I called Campbell and just to see like if he had any background on it. And I don't think Campbell said anything, but Naomi said it couldn't be. And then Snake was like, "What?" And then that was it. So she goes yeah. dot 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 a lot. Yeah, we get one of those like. <laughs> Like the the anime grunts. Um, yeah. What's frustrating about that is, like, Naomi's like, oh, never mind. And then you're, like, left to your own devices, essentially, mm-hmm. to fight Cyborg Ninja. It's like, can you give me something? Because mm-hmm. after the fight, if you did this, she'll give you, like, way more information about uh, Cyborg Ninja. It's like, you could have told me that. Would have appreciated that, like, five minutes earlier. <laughs> whatever. Um, I think yeah. you, you made a good call, Christian, because... I want to see how you guys fared with this because I think using the codec in this particular fight is so far the most useful um, time to do it because mm-hmm. in so many different cases people are giving you hints and it's not very direct. Um, I think the most direct is uh, Master... forgetting his last name. Um, Miller. Miller. But you call him and he's like... He's like... He'll, he'll essentially say like cyborg ninja is just toying with you try throwing away all your weapons mm-hmm. and it sounds ridiculous but that's essentially what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. yeah See, that took me a while to figure out that yeah and, and not like a while but i was like oh wait i got a i got a hand-to-hand combat this dude okay but you know so i didn't i didn't realize i wasn't supposed to shoot him or like use any you know um i think i was using chafing grenades on him though yeah i think i was using chafe grenades i think to like Stun him, I think, and then I would get the get a few hits in there. I think yeah. what I was doing, if I remember correctly. So, at some point, if you do the shape grenade thing, like you do a few hits, and then it, like he doesn't take any more damage, right? Despite being down for a while. Yeah, I, I was doing what that Kevin did too. Me. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and also when I called, I try to call everyone as well, and the line about throwing away your weapons made me think like it was is there a way to throw away the weapons for a while <laughs> mm-hmm. but i just oh, always yeah. unequipping it that took me a bit honestly mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. I, I do like this fight a lot though and just the way it progresses uh because initially i i used my entire stock of chaff grenades uh but it was unfortunate because it was like you got a boom 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 combo in on him and then he collapses like omar said he can't take any more damage um and I think by the time I used them all, he got to half health and went into stage two. But the way yeah. the fight progresses, I really, really like because same. There's the initial one of just trying to figure it out, and then I believe stage two is when he goes invisible and like teleports around the room. Mm-hmm. Yep. So mm-hmm. I yeah. I really like that, like trying to hunt him down. Um, and the third one is when he's like instant transmissioning all around you and he's kind of like sparking electrically. Um, in that stage, I thought it was really interesting though because I went to go get the ration in like the glass area um, and he was on the other side of the room, but he started like sprinting at me and he broke the glass 
and I was able to just like leave through the glass, which I thought was fun. Like the, oh, the pain yeah. in the wall. I did not know you could do that. Yeah, so I, again, it's just like kind of surprising me seeing the the lengths of the like in-game logic of what you can actually do, but right. You said instant transmissioning. <laughs> Is Metal Gear Solid just Dragon Ball Z? If Gray Fox if Cyborg Ninja is uh, Vegeta uh-huh. and uh, and Solid Snake is Goku, mm-hmm. like I don't know, there's something going on here. Otacon is chilling <laughs> in this scenario. Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. World's strongest human. Exactly. Um, so yeah. Hi, Jack. I can tell you also don't watch Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Well, you guys, yeah. you guys watched my hero. You guys watched my hero. I was. We I do. was gonna say. We do. We- I, I don't yeah. want to slander Otacon, but I was like, closest analogy is Mineta, maybe? Oh, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, there we go, baby. There we go. There we that's go. There we go. Yeah. Definitely Mineta. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's offensive to Otacon, though, because Mineta sucks. <laughs> yeah, Mineta's you know what? terrible. Damn, what's up? Mineta, I think Mineta, he's you know? Mineta is one of the Mineta's worst the characters worst. I've seen in my entire life in any medium. <laughs> uh, he's awful. Hold on, let me... He's the worst part of that show. Hold on, let me... Let me let me double check. He hold up. he's like blatantly terrible. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. That was sorry. I, I I was thinking of the Ron gentleman. Yeah, he sucks. My bad. Sorry. Okay. Bad. Apologies. Um, Wrong character. I was thinking about. So, are there any more comments about the specific act of fighting Cyborg Ninja? Like, I like his dialogue too. Like Omar was saying, I'm just like, hurt me, make me feel. It's 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 fun. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of like um Balder. Obviously sure. the God of War twenty eighteen, like a very much like oh like this this like dissimilar like you know, desire to to feel something. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously for way different reasons, but um similar type of, you know, more uh way of going about it. Um I like the three stage fight. I thought I think so far it's my favorite multiple stage fight so far that we've we've seen for sure. Mm-hmm. Um this one definitely is a highlight. I like this one way way more than what we've seen at least so far mm-hmm. in the game um yeah i think it's cool i think it's neat also how they how i think the way when he goes invisible right i think they put him under lights in the actual game that way you're able to see his silhouette a little bit better which i found like a nice little touch you know mm-hmm. um because they and like it like blurs a little bit, so you can see the outline pretty easily if you know where you're looking. But I feel like the placement of, you know, putting him under lights, I think, was a really nice touch as well. Overall, I thought it was a good fight. Definitely, definitely a very good, good fun fight for sure. I don't know how they did that camouflage stuff on the PS One. Honestly, I think it yeah. looks really good. Like, it looks. Really it does look great. really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I don't know if you heard my keyboard typing there, but uh, I was looking. I heard this a while ago, and I couldn't tell if it was Twin Snakes or this one, but it's this one. Um, do you guys watch the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Did you ever see that show? A couple episodes. Okay. Well, the Grim Reaper in that show yeah. was the same voice actor for Frank Yeager. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, shit. So, wait, what happened? Never mind. Uh, do you like <laughs> baseball? Uh, <laughs> wait, <laughs> what? Like baseball. Check out this baseball bat I got. You ever go to a restaurant? This tiny ass bat. Do you know what the deal with this is, Kevin? Like, why did they make? Oh, you just said. We're <laughs> like beating up like 
Wait, let's go back to the voice actor. What's the problem? Don't no, worry about I, it. I, I, no, I did some bad research. I got the wrong article. Um, oh, oh man. Okay, I okay. I'm so sorry. I I should have researched before the show. I should maybe I'll come back. <laughs> document. Oh. Shout out to baseball, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Pop to baseball! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, you know what I'm saying? So, Home run, you so, know? So Absolutely. We, so we fight Cyborg Ninja. <laughs> Automatic first down. And then uh, Snake pulls Otacon out of the the uh, the closet, right? And then we get into this talk about Otacon's history. About, like, being a duped scientist or something and he was inspired to get into science because of anime uh and he's like i, I can't believe yeah he's like i can't <laughs> believe people want to use science to harm people and then we get into more of that uh real world footage of like nukes and stuff and we also get footage of an anime is that a real anime or is that like anime for this I game think, i think it's footage of police knots i oh. think it's footage of kojima's there's, there's a poster here yeah, there is. Um, I'm pretty is sure. Is that a real? Is that a real anime? Uh, no, it's uh, it's the um, Police Knots was the game he made uh just before this, I think, on PS One and Sega Saturn. Uh, I never played it. It's like a visual novel kind of thing. But that's where the um, you know, the uh, do 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 the Kanai boot up thing. Oh, really? That that, that boot up mm. animation, the sound comes from the Police Knots soundtrack. So yeah, a lot of. This game has more police knots than I remembered. Honestly, maybe we should play police knots. Yeah, that interesting. That surprised me because I I was wondering. I remembered Otacon's whole shtick being like I like anime, but I didn't realize that it was they use like anime footage in his introduction, which was surprising. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I forgot the name Otacon meant literally otaku convention. <laughs> like I knew there was otaku in there, but why why convention? Why would you call yourself I'm a convention? <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I don't. It must be a bad English translation. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why would you want to be called like Comic Con as your code name? That's the exact same thing. <laughs> hey, honestly, yo, the, 2013. Yo, yo, that I'm E3. Like that. I don't know. That sounds kind of fire. That actually does sound pretty good. Mm -hmm. Comic Con sounds like a pretty cool code name. Comic Taxis also. Yeah, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. It's cool. Um, so, in terms of the rest of Otacon's intro, we, this is where we get a lot more, I think, so far this week of the military bad questioning politics. Wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. Can I do one more? Yeah. Snake, the GDC is trying to contact us. Is that, <laughs> is that okay? That's good. All right. Sorry, go ahead. Um, Jack, with the, the Otacon introduction and dealing with more of the political stuff, uh, because it's really been absent for most of this week until this point, do you think after all the ridiculousness that we've seen with Foxhound and the previous fight, that getting back into the exposition and learning about Hal's history, uh, his grandfather being in the Manhattan Project, his dad being born on uh, the, the day of the bombs, and then him being involved in Metal Gear, like, do you think that it, like, tones back some of the, not animateness, I guess, but, like, the ridiculousness of Foxhound to get back to the whole, like, themes that I know you were bringing up a lot last week of Kojima talking about uh, his stances on corporations and military-industrial complex. Yeah, in a way, but I also think 
it's like a good 10 minutes worth of exposition mm -hmm. and i found it to be very convoluted in a way um because they were saying a lot but nothing that was particularly new from what the conversation we had with baker was last week mm -hmm. um like it's basically otacon coming to terms with his role as a tool in creating these like weapons of mass destruction and uh or like these tanks that can use um wmds but he he figures it out and they're talking about all of the like nuclear capabilities of metal gear and they get really into the weeds at first and it's like wait i didn't realize that you could use nukes on metal gear and it's like yeah we we kind of already knew that so it's essentially just otacon figuring it all out and it seemed a little confusing to me at first but i did like what you said with the family history mm -hmm. um it, it it was nice to hear that and um him basically sort of uh reconciling with his uh lineage from his grandfather and father who seemed like pretty bad dudes mm -hmm. mm. 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 yeah i'm generally cool with like a game hitting a certain like main plot point in once or twice or whatever you know kind of just to like make sure that the players were oh yeah like this is this is what we're doing. This is what's happening. You know what I'm saying? And that way, like, it doesn't get forgotten or, like, missed, you know? and it, Or it doesn't get brought up until, like, the final point in the game or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm personally cool with them, you know, spending a little time to rehash and, and, and double down on certain things. Um, so that didn't bother me particularly, but I do get where you're coming from, where it's like, we already heard this. Like, and if you're playing this all you know completely and not week by week you probably heard it what maybe like 45 minutes ago mm -hmm. something like that you know at that so like obviously it's gonna be pretty fresh right there um but yeah no like i i, I definitely get your point but um yeah i don't i don't love like the way we get exposition dumps like in terms of how much is said there you know, that's what I also don't like either. Like, I don't like, like, how it, just, like, how much there is when we do get exposition, you know? Because, like, this second episode, I was like, okay, cool. Like, at the end of the fight, I'm going to probably put down the controller and just watch, you know, for X amount of minutes or whatever, you know? So, like, I don't love that. I wish it was sprinkled out a little bit more and, like, a better way of kind of, like, divvying up all those things, but... It is what it is, you know. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, I wonder if like you just like skip all the cutscenes to Metal Gear Solid, like what the gameplay ratio is there? Because I bet you it's like two hours at most. <laughs> like if it's just playing it, like yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. I think Definitely. I think also, I mean, not touching on where the series goes with the cutscene balance, but like I think also it speaks that it is the first time there's ever been to my knowledge at least like this level of narrative delivered in a cinematic way in a game you know so i feel like it's harder to do like that seamless flow of cutscene to gameplay to cutscene to gameplay like, like the way we're used to it if this was like the first solid example of that you know like i i think the, the limitations of the ps1 probably are part of that as well um as someone who true like loves resident evil now 
I've played some of the PS1 ones, and the way they handle it is also... There's no cutscenes, so they don't really have to split it up that way, but most of the exposition is given through, like, static shots, a couple lines of dialogue, okay, now explore the room, and then, like, memos and stuff you pick up and have to read. So, I, I think it, it is part of the, we can't have it be seamless, you know, because there is a very clear transition um, most of the time with cutscene to gameplay, with the exception of, like, those black bars that we talked about last week, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Right, right. But yeah, I, I get why that could be annoying, for sure. Um, one thing I, I liked also, though, that I did think was a little new, and I don't know if this was trying to contextualize the VR missions, was that Otacon mentioned that the nukes could be tested on the v- in VR on the servers, but the reason why the base existed was to get it done practically and actually have solid info because the VR stuff wasn't representative of it. And then he was like, "Look at these servers. This is VR or something." So I didn't know if that was <laughs> if that was supposed to be VR missions or just like continue to build out the world that way or what. But I, I think if- Merrill mentions doing VR training, right? Or uh, maybe Snake. Siley comments uh all that training simulations you have mm-hmm. uh doesn't come close to real uh combat or something but maybe that wasn't actually vr i don't know i just kind of assumed it i t- i took i think i was with you christian i took that as being like hey go buy metal gear solid vr missions the <laughs> expansion pack <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah i i think jack your point about reiterating is fair and it really i think is just to characterize otacon because like he's he seems like he's gonna have a role to play for the rest of the game so like trying to have him be like a repenter that's involved with nuclear warfare like you have to see his perspective on it i think so yeah um any other comments on this section before we head out to the final area of the game this week i think um otacon here tells you like how to find meryl and he says something in a way like (laughs) he said like i forget was it was it the the like women have more places to hide things or was it like oh no it was like it was like the way she walked or something he the way she walked behind. and it's like that women have more places to go and think or something like that like where do you think a woman would go to think I, and yeah. I, it was supposed to be an allusion to the woman's bathroom because mm-hmm. yeah i think i oh no he said like you can she's in disguise so you can only contact her where she'll, where she'll be alone and the snake's like yeah what and then he says don't be so dense i think that's it that's as yes as yes. much of a hint as you can get of where you have to look but um mm-hmm. yeah that's that's here so again another example of <laughs> kojima <laughs> yeah yeah, it, yeah. Uh, no no, no. Go, no more. Go uh, i was gonna say like otacon having like this realization that like his like three generations of family all go down this dark path and then like oh but her behind snake <laughs> like it's just fucking crazy i don't Mm. know the stakes are so high but has this great the way she walks 
Yeah, like has this great like yeah. introspection about like his whole family roots and like you know where the root of evil began in his family line, and then yeah, that, right, right. I hear that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like what? Yeah, okay, right, right. Mm-hmm. This part frustrated me, guys, for real. The this part, girl? this part is where we get to like a little bit of the like, okay, I'm not loving some things about this game. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not loving a lot of things about this game. Um, I don't know, got and let me know like maybe i wasn't paying attention i don't know what was going on you know i i'm on stream i'm really trying to you know focus on chat but also focus on the game at hand and i didn't realize what audio cue they were talking about that i was like that i was having to listen for and i didn't even know which floor i was supposed to be on to be honest with you like I don't know. Like this part took me a while to understand. Okay, you gotta go to B one, and then you have to go in that conference room directly across from the elevator, um, and I guess like go near one of the guards until one of them just runs away into the girls' bathroom, and then you go and then you you know have that conversation and everything. That took me so long to figure out, guys. I don't know, like. I definitely want to hear the panel, like how we feel about that whole part, because that took me a while to figure out. I, uh, how you say, uh, like accidentally in my way into that, where uh, like I kind of glazed over the call in a way that was I, you know, focusing on. I also have the issues with the chat and stuff, um, but like I ended up just like you know walking around and found my way into the conference room, and like just accidentally I got spotted and but i didn't get the alert animation i got the just just uh they just ran away and i was like huh did my game just glitch out and then i think i did some calling and then i realized like oh that was probably meryl yeah that (laughs) Um, that happened to me too i thought it was a glitch i was like okay that's weird definitely shouldn't behave like that i don't know what's going on and then i died i think like a few times i was like oh wait i'm supposed to follow her Gotcha. I actually yeah, did not don't know. did not click. What is this audio cue thing? I think I completely missed the dude. That's what I was. What is they, that? they were like, hey, like listen for like a song, uh, near 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 the guard that you need to you know, uh, follow, and that's Meryl. And I have no idea what they were talking about. That's weird. I have no clue because. I was no. trying to find out, like the way they walk, right? The yeah, yeah. I think the hips. <laughs> that was the direct thing that you had to go off of. Like being alone, I had that in mind, and then I went down to B one because I think we got a new security card from Otacon, right? Yeah, yeah level five. I think level five. So yeah. I was like, oh, there's level five doors downstairs because I knew that when I went to get the Nikita. So I was like, okay, I'll go check that out. Um, and then when I remembered, there was a guard that had to be alone. And it's like the only cue you have is like look at how they're walking because they'll walk different. I noticed on my map the um, there was a lone guard in the men's bathroom, so I was like, okay, is that Meryl? So then I went into there, went to like interact with it, and it was an actual guard. So I just choked yeah. the guard out of the urinal, um, and then got spotted and shot down. But I was like, wait, okay, so there's something here because I remembered. The second time I went down there, the guard left the bathroom. So I was like, oh, maybe there's like a pathing thing that like it, they go on a rotation. So then I just waited in the hallway for like five minutes 
And one guard went to the bathroom, the men's room, and I went over there again, same thing. And I was like, okay, I'll wait again. And then the third time there was a guard, they left and then they went to the women's bathroom. And I was like, oh, that's Meryl. So then I went to the women's room and then we had the cutscene. So I was just staking it yeah. out. Wait, so the way Um Do you wanna go? I'm sorry. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I'm sorry. Podcast. Uh the uh <laughs> the uh uh what was I talking? Did you Christian, did you go into the conference room? Uh did you so okay. I thought you had to meet Meryl in the in the in one of the uh, sections, one of the rooms in the conference room or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. No, you just went straight to the bath. That was the first time you interacted with her. Was in the bathroom. That yep. scene. Oh, yeah. Oh. There was the pillar by the women's room. I was standing behind it so I could see who was coming and going because I was like, one of them is going to be walking differently. So I was just waiting because I saw that they were like rotating out to go to okay. the bathroom. And okay, after the, like the third guard that left went to the other bathroom, I was like, oh, I don't even need to see an animation difference. It's just everybody's been going to the men's room. There's a woman's room. I can't go in right now. This guard is going there. So I checked and it was her. So I didn't have to interact mm-hmm. with anybody. I was just waiting. Okay. So Jack, how did you do this? The way I remembered it was um, like <laughs> Otacon very like obviously says something in regards to like where would a woman go to think or whatever and i was like well i remember the only reference to like that i noticed going to get the nikita was the woman's bathroom and me not being able to go inside of it and i was like that's like i guess that makes sense but like <laughs> that's strange i can mm-hmm. go inside the other bathroom but i can't go inside this one um so i immediately went there and i noticed i still couldn't open it but I went into the con- conference room, just went first person. There was like two guards there, and then one of them was obviously walking like dramatically differently um, than the other. And I was like, ah. I actually went to like go uh, CQC Meryl, and then it wouldn't let me. And then she shot at me, and then ran away. So like she actually caused me some damage. Interesting. Did Interesting. that cause an alert uh, situation? It said alert, but no guard came after that. Like, it, it went away pretty much instantly. Huh. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I never noticed a difference in the animation. I think at that point, I wasn't paying attention to the animation. I think I forgot about that. I was focusing on, like, this audio cue that I was supposed to listen to. And mm. then it kind of just stumbled on accident where I got spotted and then mm. went over to the, yeah. So the audio cue is interesting because I didn't know anything about an audio cue. Like, I... I, the only th- mention I remember of music was, I think after Meryl, it said something about like, there was a like music that one of the, the Foxhound people were using, or something like that. Somebody referenced that, and then yeah, after the bathroom, I Meryl remember, was like, the music's gone. Yeah, I, I yeah. remember that, but like, wasn't there something that that the scientist was saying about a music track playing on like 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 near the scarred? Uh, that's what i remember maybe i was wrong on that i don't know maybe maybe he was saying something else about it and wasn't referring to the process of how to find meryl Mm -hmm. but i was going off that and that and it took me a while to figure it out gotcha okay kevin was this was this the point that you have been hinting at this section no like okay 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 sorry sorry getting ready drag it out all right drag it out (laughs) 
All right. Um. So the scene in the bathroom with Meryl is next. Uh, the the one quote I pulled, but boy, I could have pulled more. I had psychotherapy to destroy my interest in men. <laughs> <laughs> Hideo Kojima. Oh man. Oh man. You love to see it. What did everybody else think of this scene? Ah man, that was a lot. Get a good look at your face (laughs) last time or whatever. I don't know. Like Yeah, it was a lot of like, huh, okay. Interesting lines we're doing here. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Honestly, do you have any more quotes from that? I can't remember all of it. I do remember it being mostly uncomfortable. I was very Although, yeah. I was happy to yeah. I was happy to hear the pronunciation of Thamas. That is something that has bugged me for years. I never know how to pronounce that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Sometimes I say Thamas. I thought yeah, so. I've heard Thamas, but mm-hmm. I always said Thamas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot here <laughs> that um I didn't even bother writing down, but like. It's it's weird, and I think Kojima. This is an instance where I feel like we can look at future stuff. He never got better at writing women, ever. I don't think he's ever changed. Mm-hmm. Like, like looking at Death Stranding, I don't think there's any like strong women with agency in that game. The way, like I think it's less like in your face than it is in Metal Gear Solid One, where literally Meryl gets like body snatched, <laughs> but like. What you didn't you didn't like quiet? <laughs> yeah, fragile, not fragile. You'll be ashamed of your words and deeds. Yeah, man. But I was uncomfortable. No, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, in a lot of ways, I def- This is one of the, despite everything we're saying, I feel like this is one of the less problematic <laughs> Kojima games. Yeah. In this regard. Yep. But um. You know, and there were some. I believe, I've always heard. I haven't played these games. I always heard there was some stuff in like Snatcher and Police Knots too, or he did not get this right. Mm. But I don't know. Like I wanted to say, Metal Gear Solid Three is better about it. But I do remember there is a character who's always out. It just has a bra on, right? Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like we'll get there at this point. But I do feel like Metal Gear Solid Two and Three are better about this but he absolutely did regress at some point again <laughs> with <laughs> four five ground zeros death stranding I, like yeah just doubles the, down the worst is yet to come but so, yeah you know yeah. fuck it guys we'll just you know fuck it. <laughs> yeah um you got too much money yeah just like it, it felt like honestly every single line that meryl was saying was like oh, okay okay we can get i get the point you, you i get exactly why she's here we can move on because like she literally has like a oh i spent my entire life trying to understand my dead father by going into the military like okay yeah it was really weird yeah i was like wait that that that, you know perhaps therapy you know might might you know help too i don't know you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) but um there's a three punch i feel like you know with otacon and this meryl and then this upcoming quote we'll get there but mm -hmm. this really does feel like in a lot of games i don't know if I don't mean okay in a lot of ways this game does feel like an incel game maybe (laughs) (laughs) explain what what do you mean by that because I think you have a point Uh, man I just think uh, 
the way Otacon is, <laughs> and then the way uh, you know, I don't know what it's supposed to be for. Like, I assume the attendant audience for this game is like anime fan dude guys thinking like, okay, the only way this girl can't be interested in me, the best soldier in the world, is that if she's had uh, specific training to kill her interest in men. Like, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah, and then the I don't, only way. Yeah, well, then the psychomantis says something later, uh, but I don't want to jump there yet. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, uh, there's a lot wrong with that scene. Um, we don't have to hang on it anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I think we said enough about it. <laughs> um, there was a good line from Snake in that though that I wanted to shout out there. Uh, he said, all the heroes I know are dead or in prison. Which, again, just going mm-hmm. on in that Metal Gear, Fire. like... Yeah, uh, I love that shit. Mm, yeah. It's, it's very, cool. very good. That was cool. Um, and before... I should... Mm-hmm. Can I mention one more thing? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a good... You know, there's a really good moment with Otacon and Snake when they first meet, too, where um, Snake is, like, checking on him to make sure he's, he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah yeah i like that a lot too i love that part dude good call i really love that too Mm -hmm. because i was also like wait okay he's talking a lot hey (laughs) i'm just listening this has happened twice already okay Mm -hmm. it could happen a third time i guess i don't know but uh, yeah yeah yeah. that was a great moment too good call good call he seems he seems very cold but he's a big softy Mm mm-hmm which i appreciate <laughs> I, yeah i really like how the interaction plays out where like they're just going on about on about like warheads and his family trauma and then he's like are you okay <laughs> like you need something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh after this we have the introduction of psychomantis and this is the final talking point of today um now i don't know how we should go about talking about psychomantis to begin with because Psychomantis is, for a lot of people, like, the thing about Metal Gear Solid 1, right? Like, I can't tell you how many times in my 23 years of life I've seen articles or editorials or Watch Mojo videos that are like, listen, this is really interesting. Like, you won't believe this. You, you, <laughs> you unplug your controller. Like... It's always been cool, and I, I do like it as a fight, but this is, like, so many people put this as, like, the big thing about Metal Gear Solid. So, like... It was I, probably... Sorry, but... I was just gonna say, it's. I think it's an interesting thing to discuss for this type of thing. So, go ahead. It's go. probably the dumbest thing I've ever done in gaming. I'm not even gonna lie. Wow. Unplugging the controller and putting it to the second port is probably the dumbest thing I've done in a while. I think it's incredibly stupid. It is not novel. It is not this like, oh my god, guys, like, holy shit, it changed game mechanics. It is stupid. It is really, really dumb. I thought it was very, very dumb to not like it. I think the memory Mm -hmm. card thing is, is that one, okay. You know, that one, all right. You know, that that one's one's neat. No, because I didn't have any saves on anything Mm -hmm. else other than Metal Gear. Um, So, uh, and like, he like says something, I think, where, where it's like, I forgot if he says like, oh, like you don't have like that wide a taste or something like that, or or he like makes a comment about like me not having a lot of saves, on my, like saves on my mm-hmm. um, PlayStation. Um, but 
I thought I'm like, okay, you know what? That was neat. You know, because I I looked into that more and saw like, yeah, like read a bunch of saves, it would read off you know a bunch of them. I think yours said Castlevania. I think Omar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm like, all right, you know what? That's cool. That's cool. But the controller thing, I just thought that was really dumb. So that that was really stupid. What did you think was stupid about it? Was it like the fact that they don't tell you or no? Like not even that. I just think like it's such a like cumbersome. I know it's not really that bad because you just plug it. Like you're switching the ports, but like I think the essence of you having to do that is, I think, just really dumb. Like I don't think that is like anything like cool to write home about or whatever like i can see how that might be cool back in 98 sure but like i no yeah like th- that's near like that's like the same level of like when i was playing golden abyss on my vita and you have to put like a physical light up to the camera <laughs> at some points to like see like it's like that levels of stupid where where it's like this is just dumb you know like i think there's a i think there's a comfortable region of like breaking of like breaking the fourth wall or i don't know how you know even further than that i forgot which wall we're breaking here where you gotta do something in like the tangible world to interact with the game you know like i thought the uh game case thing clever you know clever quick little thing all right clever cool whatever but this thing nah man i thought it was really dumb i thought so it was really 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 dumb how do you like how do you feel about it in the context of Psychomantis's character and abilities because I I I can see where you're coming from of like the action being stupid of like yeah. having to unplug it and plug it back in but I guess mechanically because it is a mechanic um how you use that to like circumvent his mind control like in universe of like snake needs a way to like surprise him or catch him off guard like it is a weird fourth wall thing of like there is like what is snake actually doing here um but like how do you how do you think about that in terms of him being a psychic like, and like having to mess with him on a weird level that he's not ready for like sure yeah it, it, like yeah i guess you know he was mind controlling the player one port i wonder how would it be if you were on player two the whole time would it just go I, to player one no i think because like you know soon after that fight i got the prompt saying like uh please connect the controller back to port one yeah so yeah, I yeah, assume, same. It wouldn't let you even yeah. play the game uh, with Portal. It wouldn't let you play the game. Then, yeah, I assume so. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. Like, I get narratively that it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know. I just thought that was just like okay, like I'm okay, like you know, this is not, this is not it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm harsh know. about it. I don't know. I just didn't. What's up, Jack? How long did it take you to figure out? Like, was that part of your annoyance because it it took no. a while, or did you figure it out pretty soon and then? No, no. I think no. Like, it wasn't too long because, like, I forgot what happened, but like, I don't know how I figured it out. Like, relatively quickly, it wasn't the annoyance of like figuring it out. I think just like the I just think the essence of like you going to player two like in twenty twenty one is just not that interesting or novel to me you know i don't know i just i just thought it was like a little bit like um i don't know just just like you're 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 doing too much bro like it's it's like 
Yeah, it very much felt like a gimmick. You know, it so, just totally. I just yeah, like it just reminded me. You know, once again, like the like light thing and uh, Uncharted, uh, Golden Abyss on Vita. You know, I, like it just reminded think, me exactly like that. I don't know. I'm with you. I think it's it's very stupid, and I I don't know who's like mind was blown by it in 98 but i always loved it as the idea of like this shit magician is just really trying to make me excited like <laughs> like it's it's the he's reading the memory card and i don't know who's there going oh he knows i like castlevania what the fuck like it it's and then then he does the put the controller on the floor and um we'll move it with my mind like I think everyone knows is just the DualShock doing it. It's just, it's just kind of funny to me. It, yeah, I think yeah that I didn't get because I don't have motors <laughs> yet. But yeah. right, um, I think it's is is definitely. You're so right. It is maybe the dumbest shit ever, <laughs> but it really works for me. I just think it's fun. I don't know. Like, yeah, I I think. I, mm-hmm. No, I was gonna say I, I did always know the controller port thing though because yeah. I got spoiled on that, uh, and I will say I was really excited to like finally have prepared a Castlevania save on this memory card because I've never had him read my memory card before because it only reads like four games. I know one of them is Vandal Hearts and the other is Castlevania. Then there's of course two more, but uh, mm-hmm. oh, it, oh, it doesn't read all. Of you. Oh, okay. no, well, only, no, the only recorded voice lines for some other Konami games. Uh, I guess that makes sense. In, yeah, yeah. In okay. Twin Snakes, I believe he'll call out if you have. Uh, melee or wind waker saves but uh in this one yeah just some four konami games yeah i I think also like i'm with you omar that i still enjoy it it's just like dumb and cheesy and stupid but i i don't think they try to act like it's a revolutionary thing i feel like the audience and like people who write it are the one like not like wrote the game but like since 98 i'm talking like the way like when i led it with this of the way people hype this fight up it's like the way people write of it make it seem like it's the second coming or something but like i don't think that was ever the intent i think like you're saying it's just going in on making it feel ridiculous because yeah like my favorite thing about it and the reason i don't think they're going to for it to be a serious thing is when we get the the green text hideo instead of video which is like supposed to make you think that the console shut off or something. It's like, wait, it says like video one, like video three, channel three. Like yeah. that, that is the thing that I like about it. And it goes into making it feel more like a, they're trying to get you, but yeah, it's, it's like, I, I don't think psychomantis is supposed to be this revolutionary thing that influenced game design, you know? Yeah. Um, I do, I do agree with Kevin. Like, it's definitely a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fun though. Uh, I, I, I would not have figured this out without like a guide back in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, it's one of those things you remember, like I knew how to, uh, on the PlayStation three, like you just hit the PlayStation button and then you can switch the input there. Um, but yeah, I don't know how I, I would have figured that out otherwise. Um, I don't know if there's like a codec call you can call and be like, they would literally say oh try plugging your controller into controller port 2 um i never like did that because i already knew what to do at this point but Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like i would have been really frustrated with this back in 
the nineties if I played it at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I, I did I did try a code of call and somebody used the word controlling. But that was the only mm-hmm. hint that I could <laughs> see that was like controller. Um another thing too that I noticed that again is making me really curious about maybe a hint on how to beat them is uh when you first go into the room um and like Meryl's just following you around I I went first person to look at the environment to like just see what was going on and instead of getting first person snake perspective you hold triangle and it becomes green tinted and you're looking at snake from a third person perspective so I think all that is also kind of implying that like Psycho Mantis has control of player one input at that point. Um, Cause mm. literally like you're holding triangle and it's like, you're looking at the room from the perspective of a, another person when you're trying to do first person. So like you are doing first person, but it is from the perspective of the boss that you don't know is there yet. So it's like a subtle hint. And I think it also is going in on like, yeah, the inputs of controller one right now are not what they've been the entire game. So right. that is something right. I noticed too. I never. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, yeah, I never I noticed that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was um, a new pickup. Should we did, talk about uh, like? You go ahead, Jack. Sorry. Did Did you guys call um, Campbell during this during the fight? Because he gives some pretty cool like history on who Psychomantis is. Um, He's essentially uh, like a Batman villain. He's like Zaz in a way, uh, mm-hmm. in in some aspects. Like he, I think he worked for the KGB and then like eventually went to the states and started working for the FBI. And he was like working on a serial killer case and became like too, like, involved in the serial killer's mindset and just like that tainted his his brain. Mm-hmm. And that's like how he became who he is today it's really interesting yeah and i think they also said that foxhound recruited him after he sort of cloned the idea of the serial killer brain in his own and like that's why they liked him so yeah cool insights um should we talk about like how that fight starts with like meryl being controlled um yeah because i mentioned this briefly before the show started but like yeah that fight starts with a, a control psycho man controlled meryl trying to kill you or something or uh what is she? i can't remember what she's doing but i do remember that I think she's trying to shoot you yeah yeah I know the first time she's trying to shoot you i think yeah um i had the i i had the instinct to you know take her out with my with my fists at first but uh, i did the wrong button i guess i did square instead of circle which uh choked her out and instant game over me she died yeah <laughs> yeah do you do the same, same thing, thing? Happened to me. yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i was like oh shoot like i didn't want to kill her i just wanted to like kind of knock her out a little bit you know yeah mm-hmm. truck her out but not like it yeah i'll like, oh okay all right i did not mean to kill her <laughs> yeah because like i wasn't gonna shoot her no way you know obviously no never yeah. right no. i i actually i used stun grenades because those were in the conference room and those were a new item Man. and i remember okay. they were so fresh in my inventory that i remembered in the fight they were like knock her out like passively and i was like oh i just got stun grenades so i tried that um on the second phase, when she woke up again, I had to still punch her first and then use the stun grenade to continue using him. But um, yeah, non-lethal is not super clear unless you. I think unless you use the codec. But I think Campbell calls you. Maybe I forget. Meryl. So if 
if you guys didn't use the stun grenades, how did you defeat her at like the very end? Because she's trying to like yeet herself essentially, and yeah, <laughs> wow. You, like you, ha I had to use stun grenades to like knock her out. I think I was relatively no, like... close to her, so I just got there and I uh, just knocked her out again, and then yeah, same, fine. yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I, the first time I played through it, I got to that part and I just kept punching her, and she died. Like I just punched her out. Huh. Oh, she didn't die whenever I no. Well, she had Not a health the second bar. time at least. Hmm. No. And like, if you punch yeah, her too many times, drained. the health was depleted. Her. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so um, I had to use stuns. You just made reference to Meryl about to eat herself. I just want to say that shit looks so crazy. <laughs> like it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought. See, like with the whole my, I think my 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 favorite part about the Mantis fight was whenever he was controlling Meryl. I think that stuff was like really like, uh, you know, again that like the way they were able to convey like suspense like on the PS One, you know, and like different stuff like that. Where it's like, oh shit, like hey hey, let's not do that, you know, like <laughs> let's you know, let's not let's down. not do that, please please mm -hmm. don't please don't, you know. Um, so like I think those were my favorite parts when you know it it got those phases. Um, fighting Mantis though, I didn't think was like that that cool. I don't know. Once like, you put that port into, you're good. It's done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. I do like you can... his voice lines. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to say, like, uh Man is going, uh, what if she blew her brains out or whatever is. I can't remember the exact quote, but it's it's just nuts. It's just like a moment where that game is evil. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. Jack, we're going to add something. Uh, I think you can get through this fight if you prone the entire time. I'm pretty sure you can't get hit by anything. I was like... Because oh. I was like figuring that out towards the very end of the fight. And then he was throwing like the chairs and like the paintings and stuff. And I was crawling the whole time and I never got hit. Maybe some items will hit you, but everything's in the air. So uh, PS1 doesn't recognize the, <laughs> like any sort of verticality so no i think that really might be a, the move it's a 2d playing game like back to that gray fox fight too but when he's like stunned out and just kneeling you can't shoot him like snake can't point the gun down i guess like mm -hmm. it's just yeah crazy yeah um once the fight concludes we get more um psycho mantis backstory again going back to what we were talking about earlier kind of with otacon of just like exposition dump uh I'm kind of a sucker for these sorts of things. Like in Assassin's Creed, the old ones, like whenever you find your target and then you kill them and then you're just like holding their head and they're giving you their life story and everything until they die. <laughs> uh, I like that a lot. And seeing that here again is, is fun. Cause I think the idea of Psychomantis and his history, like Jack was saying, is very interesting. And uh, everything he, he was talking about in terms of uh, his outview on the world, uh, the, the relentless comparisons to Snake which I liked a lot. Um, yeah, what, what do you guys all think of the conclusion to the Psychomantis stuff? I liked it, yeah. Um, I think uh, probably, like, the most memorable thing was, like, when he... I think he opened the, like, secret door that was on the other side of the room. Mm. I was like, well, like, that's the first time I've, like, used my powers, like, for to, like, help someone. You know, like, just, like, little things that, like, are so over the top, but, like, still, you know, kind of, like, okay, like, I hear you, you know? And then um, uh, he asked, it's a very, like, Vader thing, low-key, where he's like, oh, like, take off, you know, my, like, mask. Like, I don't want to, like, you know, control people's minds. I want to, like, be 
with myself when I pass or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like little like things like that, like like that that are definitely like cheesy, but it it worked for me. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, like I get it. You know, you're I, a villain. I, let's let's hear you out. Snake's little humane moment there, where Meryl was like, oh, uh, "Well, should I kill him?" Or and Snake's like, "No, he only has a few minutes left, or whatever. Just let him speak, or whatever happened there." I, I really do love it, and that whole exposition dump is, to be honest, it had me like kind of tearing up. I don't know, I'm just kind of a sucker for that stuff, but it's like, oh man, he's turning a new leaf. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like he opened that bookshelf for me. Uh, I guess I should mention with that, I I referred to that incel thing earlier. Uh, this was the. The, the third strike where psychomantis mm-hmm. is like i hate humanity they just everyone wants to spread their seed or whatever like, yeah yeah like, that's what it was right war exists because of sex i think is a line that he yeah i was basically like, said i was i'm like that's an interesting you sure it's not like oil and like money and power you sure it's not like any of those things no? okay all right interesting um, it's a really weird worldview, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that I, mean, I was I, like, what I, the fuck? That's my impression, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. Like, at some point in Kojima's mind, there's like, he's always thinking about nuclear deterrence, but at the root of it all is intercourse. Sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, one of the other things I really liked about his conclusion also was the way he was talking about... Um, Again, his history, but specifically, like, talking about his father and his village and everything, and then Snake's sort of reaction to, like, like, oh, you burnt down your village? Like, that whole thing, I liked a lot. Um, And, yeah, just... This is the first time we've seen a big villain dump in the game so far. And while I don't think he's the most interesting fight or anything like that, I, I do really like his backstory so I'm, I'm glad it's still a hit for me but, um i'm wondering if uh everyone here are titanfall 2 fans right i think absolutely yes. no. mm-hmm. okay yeah totally. i think i i feel like uh well when i played titanfall 2 i always felt like that was the the enemy the combat the enemies in that game were directly inspired by fox sound i felt like in this game where sure. um i i believe like they all have a there's always a little level leading up to it and then i believe you get some good backstory too maybe after they die i'm not really sure but um yeah really the anytime there's like a foxhound team in the game like this i really do love it really do that's a good call for sure well uh that is where this week's uh play session left off we opened up the the corridor i saved right after that uh cutscene was over um so next week is going to be the way we broke it out was the entire sniper wolf arc so we end on sniper wolf 2 that is what we're playing to for next week's episode um is that where disc one ends maybe i think what was that is that where disc one ends is right after sniper wolf i think so okay i think um so I guess same thing as last week. We can just uh, go around, plug what we all want to plug, and give final thoughts on week two. Uh, Kevin, you want to kick this off? YouTube.com is blazing source. Um, Ratchet and Clank stream series. Oof, man, we got to some good, good quality gaming last night. Okay, Ratchet and Clank Tools of Destruction. Oh my god, you gotta be kidding me, guys. Oh man, oh man, I'm humped. 
not humped. Sorry, I'm pumped. Excuse me. I'm pumped for that. Excuse me. Pumped for uh, more of that. We'll be starting next week. Quest for booty. And then uh, a crack in time. Then into the Nexus to end it off. Uh, Metal Gear Saturdays. It's like Saturday morning cartoons, but it's not. Check out that. Uh, we talked about some topics this week involving PlayStation. Why can't I remember them on top of my head? It's on the channel. Check it out. Why not? You know. And then, uh, of course, Gamescast on uh, JoyClicks and at PSWarsVids on Twitter. So, all the good stuff. And uh, what are your final thoughts? Any, any recaps on this week? Oh, um, I am liking it a lot more narratively in spite of some stupid gameplay stuff that mm-hmm. I didn't particularly vibe with. But um, overall, like narratively, it's definitely like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm more intrigued as we get more into this uh in to this story in this mission so very excited to see where it goes uh jack what about you sure uh you can follow me on social media at fascinated jack um if you're listening to this christian and i uh will have released our thoughts on wandavision episode three uh which as of now has yet to be uh released but by the time of this it will um, yeah, we also have a Pokemon show called My First Mon. We're running through Pokemon Emerald. Yeah. And, oh, as for my final thoughts uh, for part two, uh, if we were at about a 5 out of 10 of weirdness in MGS in part one, we're at, like, 10 right now. And it's only going up. So, <laughs> I'm excited. Mm. Uh, Omar, what are you? Sure. Uh, I have a Twitch channel called Ohm's a Chef, and I'm very proud of it. I'm playing uh, Majora's Mask. Well, okay, I I am playing Majora's Mask. It's happening. Believe it. This week, and uh, well, I'm also occasionally speedrunning Shadow of the Colossus. I guess. So uh, yeah, check it out if you will. I have a Twitter account too by the same name, Ohms the Chef. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Uh, Final thoughts on week two. Uh, I'm loving. I'm eating all this up. It's Mm -hmm. so good. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) Uh. You follow me, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, uh, Chun2D2. Um, again, like, I, I feel like the chunk we did this week um, is where it really starts to feel more like what Metal Gear is. Like, I love the introduction, but this is really when it gets more comfortable and like, hey, this is what you're supposed to be dealing with on the surface level and reading into that. Um, and most times I do replays, I think this is usually where I, I cut it off. So I'm, I'm curious to see where we go in the future. But um, yeah, I'm really liking it again so far. Um, continuing to surprise me, even on a replay. But uh, yeah, so this show is available in video form, youtube.com slash joyclicks. Uh, the entire Long Play Club discussions will be in a playlist that is already posted under the Long Play Club. Uh, you can listen to it in audio format if you prefer that. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, fully available under Long Play Club. Uh, if you search that, you'll find it. Uh, if you're listening audio, it would be greatly appreciated if you reviewed or rated the show because it will help us out a ton, reach more people, and uh, continue being what we're trying to do with making it the definitive Metal Gear Solid playthrough discussion, which uh, I think we've been doing pretty good so far. We, we haven't missed a beat, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
If you want to get involved, involved further, though, patreon.com slash joyclicks. We have a dollar tier and a five dollar tier. Five bucks gets you producer credit on all of our shows, including this one. Um, and I think that's going to do it for week three. Or week two. So week three next week. Um, again, this post on Mondays, so be on the lookout if you're keeping up with us. But uh, should we should we continue with the snake sign-off, or should we do something that happened this episode? Should we like? Is there something that's a better sign off than Snake that happened this week? Switch your controller to port two. <laughs> why not? Because why not? Yeah, I'm gonna unplug my mic and uh, then just put it back in, and then the episode's gonna cover. So uh, I guess uh, uh, see you next week.